0: It was another MLS rivalry weekend that lived up to its billing and that has made the playoff race in both conferences even tighter. This is the SBI Show. I am Garrett Cleverly. With me, Ivis Galarsep, who is at the New York Red Bull game today, New York City game yesterday, double sweep over the weekend. Ivis, I got to ask you, man, how was the weekend? How are things?
1: Good, man. Good. It was definitely a busy week in the New York, New Jersey area for soccer and a great weekend all around. I mean, MLS has really done their part to try to build up these rivalry weeks, uh, where they put all the rivalries together, uh, three or four of the, uh, the top matchups, uh, that the league puts together. And, uh, it was great, man. It was great just watching all the action. And and it was especially, uh, you know, fun to be able to go to Yankee stadium on Saturday, Red Mm -hmm. Bull Arena Sunday and, uh, two pretty good games. Obviously one New York team was a lot happier than the Mm -hmm. other, but uh, overall I think it was a good weekend. The
0: the drama around New York city, which we'll talk about is, uh, It's just, it's too good, man. It's soap opera level now.
1: It's a, you know, like there's the tale of two cities. It's the tale of two uh, uh, New York City clubs or the tale of two New York clubs. Because, you know, on one hand you have uh, uh, Jason Christ who, you know, looked like someone, you know, kicked his puppy after the match. He just looks so just defeated, just down, just really unhappy. And obviously he just blasted uh, his team. And then today uh, you have Jesse Marsh who's on cloud nine. Everything is going well. Everything's going right. Uh, and it just shows you how things yeah. go. You know, like how, how roller coaster, the whole the whole coaching profession is a, such a roller coaster ride because it wasn't too long ago where Jason Christ was the darling of uh, American young American soccer coaches and Jesse Marsh was out of a job. And here we are now. Jesse Marsh is the king of New York and uh, Jason Christ is. Uh, he may or may not be crying himself to sleep at night. It's
0: it's yeah, you're right. It's amazing how it has become full circle. Especially the New York Red Bulls are going to have another town hall meeting coming up, I think Wednesday. Um they're going to have this. I mean, think about it. last time they had the town hall meeting. I was everyone was ready to uh to, uh to take over New York Red Bulls and then now this town hall meeting, you could have the fans who are kind of, you know, you're not going to right away say, "Yeah, awesome," but I mean, it's the dynamic between the two town hall meetings. I mean, it's going to be amazing to see it.
1: It's a little funny, you know. I, I didn't even know this was happening till today when I when I was at the stadium and kind of started hearing rumblings about it. And I'm just thinking to myself, really, do they need to do this? Like, yes, they do. Because now yeah, they're going
0: to be showered with praise and they're just going to love it. It's basically the,
1: you know, it's not a town hall meeting. It's the how you like me now. Exactly.
0: But, There's nothing wrong with that. It's you know, great.
1: I, I don't know. I mean, I got it. <laughs> why they did it when they first did it was because obviously, you know, fans were upset, and it was a chance for for the the leaders of the club, the the, the front office to to kind of state their case but mm. it's like you don't need to do that now during the season the team is doing that for you the team is stating the case for you uh i don't know i feel nope. like this is a little uh nope. it's a little self-serving
0: hey, hey who cares <laughs> give me give me the praise
1: it, you know what it's not a town hall it's gonna be a pep rally it's, of gonna, be it a, is. You know, it's gonna be great <laughs> there's fireworks and confetti be a lot of confetti i'm sure but uh i don't know it, you know what at the end of the day they get red bulls can do what they want because they're they're winning they're playing great they're yes. playing some of the best soccer in the league and uh you know just it's funny jesse marshall was public enemy number one back before the season started and now he's the king he's the king of, he's the king of new york king of new jersey king of harrison whatever you want to call it he is doing he is doing amazingly right now
0: your red bulls have a chance to win the supporter shield it's quite amazing i was what can happen in just eight months? Plenty to talk about on today's show, Ivis. Before we talk about MLS recap the weekend, we will get into the U.S. men's national team roster that was announced. We'll talk a little about the college season, which has kicked off. We'll talk about the uh, Champions League draw in Europe. But, Ivis, we got to kick it off with Major League Soccer. The playoff race in both conferences is unbelievably tight right now. I mean, all of a sudden, you have teams like Colorado about to make the playoffs. It's ridiculous. One game. Wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But they're they not about out. to. They're five <laughs> points out. The point I'm saying, Ives, it is tight. It's very tight. Five points out. They have two wins. Regardless, so. regardless, Ives. So. Hey, let me get excited. Uh, Portland, Seattle. This was a huge game. Let's be real. Seattle won the game two-one. Good for them. But Portland had an outstanding game. They looked great. They had a few mistakes that Seattle took advantage of. And and for Portland, I mean, this is just a horrible loss. In Seattle, they needed this in the worst way possible, and they got three points.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. You know, this is one of those games where you could definitely say both teams come away happy. I don't know. the Timbers, It's not even that the Timbers are going to come away happy, but they're going to come away feeling like they played really well. Mm-hmm. And they deserved more out of this game and that the, some of the officiating decisions were not. Uh, didn't work out for them. It didn't work in their favor uh Caleb Porter obviously was not happy after the match uh and and look Seattle didn't play that well but they don't care they need to win yeah, they
0: got the win they, they got three points winning.
1: uh you know then they need to in, uh instill some confidence or reinstill some confidence and really get the fan base a little calmed down because it was definitely feeling a little like uh like panic mode time in uh, up in Seattle just people getting a little nervous when they're looking at the standings and they're looking at Seattle not being in a playoff place and you know, uh, being a loss away from all of a sudden, all of a sudden slipping out uh, out of a playoff position, which just seems crazy given the team that mm-hmm. they have. But, you know, they'll take this win, and they need to play better. I don't think anyone can argue that. Yeah. I don't think even Siggy Schmidt would argue that. They need to – they can't play like they played this Sunday. Uh, yes. And ex- <laughs> to, to, to even get in the playoffs, much less win an MLS Cup, they need to do better. But you know what? It has to start somewhere. Start. They got a W, so that, that, that you know – that's nothing to sneeze at. As far as the Timbers go, I think the Timbers played well. Uh, you know, there's still some issues that they need to work out. I think their attack, you know, again, it's, uh, is their attack. Uh, do they generate? Do they make the most of their chances? Not always, and that's been a problem for them for a while. I think they need, they still need to sort that out. But you know what? They're, they've been playing pretty well. And, and think about mm-hmm. this: Will Johnson, Diego, Diego Chara, both out, and even without the two of their their key guys in the middle. I thought they had a pretty good game. So you know what, Caleb Porter, he wasn't happy after the game. But I think when he when he you know when he got on that bus or train or whatever it was that uh, got them back down to Portland, I think he I think he was feeling good because he knows if the, if his team plays that way the rest of the mm-hmm. way, they'll be okay.
0: Well, he did he he did have to say positive things about his team and his performance. I mean, you look at the first. I get Obafemi Martin's goal, I mean, how often is the back line just going to have a total mental brain fart like that and not clear the ball? I mean, that, that's so rare that it doesn't happen. For Seattle, though, you did mention getting getting the fan base a little excited. You had Osvaldo Alonso sighting in this game. I have a sub done in the second half. I mean, a huge – you could just sense a sigh of relief from the Seattle fans that he was finally back on the pitch.
1: Yeah, they need him back, no question. I mean, he's only – he's missed – uh, quite a few games this year, and it, this was his first game since August 1st, actually. And I think everyone realizes that if they're going to have any chance of winning a title, they're going to need a healthy Oswaldo Alonso on the field. So that's a positive first step for him. He got his, you know, whatever 23 minutes or, or what have you. Um, and it's just a first step for him. I mean, they need him to be 90 minutes ready mm-hmm. back in the up and again. Hey, they didn't have Clint Dempsey either, let's nope. not forget about that. I mean, it's not like they were at full strength either, they were missing some guys as well. So uh, that's why, for me, I don't think Siggy Schmidt's going to lose a ton of sleep. I know he's, I know he knows they didn't play that great, but sometimes you just have to grind out a result when you, when you need one, and that's what they got. The late game on
0: Sunday, which you were at, New York Red Bulls, all over D.C. United, 3-0. to and, and look, I, I don't want to make excuses for D.C. Ivis, but this has been a very long month for them. That has been a very productive month. They just looked a little tired in this match. New York Red Bulls at home definitely took advantage, come out 3-0, and... I mean, don't look now. New York Red Bulls' potential could win Supporters' Shield. Dude, they are playing great soccer lately.
1: No, they're playing really well. There's no question. And the crazy thing is that Wednesday game against the Chicago Fire. Now, we haven't had a show since they played that game. But for those who missed it, they lost to the Fire. Uh, last place Fire. They go into that game. You figure they're going to run run over them. But credit to the Fire. They played a great game. The, the Red Bulls were not sharp at all. Uh, and you kind of wondered what was going on there. And, and, you know, the Red Bulls, the way they responded after that game, to then turn around and dominate, and mm-hmm. I mean dominate DC United, was impressive. It was impressive to see them respond the way they did and, and just really shake off that midweek loss and, and win an important rivalry game. And Jesse Marsh, again, like we said earlier, the guy is, is, is working his magic. And Bradley Wright Phillips, uh, you know, quietly is having himself a season. And we all know, coming into the year, there were a lot of question marks. Is he going to be able to, to still still score goals without uh, Thierry Henry? I had my, my doubts. Obviously, he scored 27 goals last year, uh, tied for the MLS record. And it was always going to be tough for him to match that number or even come close to it. But you wondered, how productive would he be without Henry around? And he's really taken on the leadership role uh, in the attack and really embraced it. And and he's he's flourishing. And... He had two goals and assists tonight uh, on Sunday night, and uh, he's been playing really well. He's a lot better player than, than people gave him credit for being. He, myself included, I had my doubts. You know, I saw he missed a lot of chances last year, and you kind of wondered how would he handle being being the guy. Because we all know Thierry, even though Right Phillips scored twenty seven goals last year, Henri was the guy. Thierry Henri was the guy. He worked he the set magic. Up a lot of those. He 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 unsettled defenses. Everybody paid attention to Henri. Uh, now everyone's paying attention to Ryan Phillips. Now people are having to try to stop him and he's still finding a way to make things happen. I mean, the volley he hit, uh, against DC tonight was unbelievable. Like a, I mean, we're talking, that is a world-class strike. So, I mean, he's doing really well and and, and he's big because he's big for what they do. Uh, they need a guy like that who can actually be that productive up top and that effective up top. And he, he is the reason that they're able to be as successful as they are. Well,
0: hey, hey, look, Bradley Wright Phillips had a brace in the game, 13 goals in the year for him. You're right, Productive season. Uh, D.C. United, on the other hand, Ivis. You, you look at the. – I'll say one other thing about New York. Three games in hand on D.C., knocking on the door, only two points out. I mean, New York looks like a – they look like they should overtake D.C. on top of the Eastern Conference. D.C., three-game losing streak. You look at that, Ivis. you kind of start to worry. However, though, you've got to look at D.C., though, and Coggy Champions League play – they won their first two games. They pretty much look like a lock to advance to the next round. So that is positive. The results aren't coming in MLS play, but at the same time, taking care of business in the CONCACAF Champions League, it's, I kind of see it as a wash. Or, or is, is it a cause for concern?
1: I mean, I, honestly, I think they... The thing with it, and, and anyone who listens to the show knows that I have my doubts about D.C. I've always, I, You know, all through the year, from the beginning of the season, straight throughout, they, they're they're a good team. They're a veteran team, but I think they... they, they the, what they do well is they get the most out of what they have, but it's always going to be tough for them to stay at that level, right? I think their ceiling like their ceiling is not as high as some other teams because you know they, they don't have that 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 star power on their roster and this is and, and they, these kind of situations, these kind of slumps like they're in right now are an example of that of, of, of what what can happen when you don't have that guy who can carry you uh like an Henri or robbie Keane, someone who can really when, when things are not quite clicking he can make a difference in win you games by himself they don't have that guy and right now you know they've, they're in the slump and i had a chance to catch up with ben olsen after the game and, and you know i saw him uh, i was walking out of the stadium and he was waiting by the bus and and you know i had a chance to go ca- talk to him a bit and he w- he didn't sound worried i mean he's not happy but anyone who follows the league knows teams have their ups and downs mm-hmm. It's a league of oh, uh, it's a roller coaster league. Every teams, it doesn't matter who you are. You'd be the best team in the league. You'd be the worst team in the league. You're going to have your ups and downs. Like the Colorado Rapids, worst, you know, one of the worst teams in the league. All of a sudden, now they're it's starting to win a couple a, of games. In a
0: Playoff race, baby. <laughs>
1: That's right. Anyway, not really, but anyway. So, so, but I mean, Olson, Olson, pretty much said, look, you know, it happens. We're in one of these slumps now. The key is to figure out how. To get the form back, and, and they're a veteran team. I think they'll be yes. okay. I think they'll right the ship. But having said that, man, I think I mean the Red Bulls. I think the Red Bulls are about to use Saint Bolt them and just and just move into first place in the East. And then you have the other teams. You have Columbus. Mm-hmm. You have a uh, and then you have New England that are also right there. Uh, you know, I think if DC's not careful, they could slip a, a, a decent amount. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what the What's gonna be the, the, the magic solution to get them to back? Well, obviously Fabian and will not being there, that's huge. Once they get him back, they're a different team. That'll I think that'll help a ton. But even with him, I think it, I think they're gonna they're gonna be in a dogfight to make to stay in the top three. I, I'd say that.
0: Out on the west coast, Ivis don't look now. San Jose Earthquakes now on a four-game winning streak after defeating the LA Galaxy one to zero. San Jose tied on points with Seattle in the playoff standings. For the sixth spot and 38 points. I mean, Ivis, a couple weeks ago, there's no way San Jose was on this radar. I mean, what is going on? Also, defeating the Galaxy, what a result for them this weekend.
1: It was an impressive game for them, no question, because the the thing they did well, and what I would what I, I mean, hey, it's Tom Kinnear, right? Tom Kinnear knows what he's doing. Um, they took it to LA, you know? And, and that's the thing LA is this juggernaut, they have all these attacking weapons. And the last thing you can do is sit back and absorb the pressure that they throw at you because they will light you up. And what San Jose did is they it's they threw the first punch. They went at LA. They went at LA's defense. Uh and credit to their midfield man. I thought their midfield was did really well. Shea Salinas has played out of his mind. Uh he he a week a week after AJ Del Garza was out was like the best for me, one of the, you know, arguably the best defender on the field for LA. Chase Salinas made him look like a you know like a rookie. I mean, he really had his way with the, with LA's defense. So the first half, LA came out flat, and, and, and San Jose deserves some credit for that happening. The, the thing where San Jose lucked out a bit is I don't know if San Jose could have kept that pressure up through the ninety minutes, right? I think LA their game plan would have been: look, second half we're going to wear these guys down, and then we're going to take over this game. That was clearly, I think, was what was going to play out. But then this early red card to Leonardo changes everything, leaves LA a man down. I don't personally think it was a red card. I think it was a bad call. I think Quincy Amariquea is is becoming the the league's new expert at you know drawing contact. And I'm like not that. gonna. He's s-
0: been like that the last couple years.
1: Yeah, but he is man. He is. It's rising to an art form with this guy. I mean, I'm not saying he it was a dive on 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 the this, the, the the Leonardo red card, but. You know he may or may not have initiated the contact when they're running, and then obviously when the camera pans, you see Leonardo with a bit of a push, and then you see America like trip over his own feet and almost look like he did it on purpose. I don't know. Whatever the case may be, America's making things happen, and that, and it's exactly what San Jose needs. They need someone to disrupt mm-hmm. up top, which is like Stephen Lenhart, right? If Lenhart were healthy, that's what he would do. Amariqua Amer- gives him a
0: different him- way. Lenhart would just be more obvious,
1: right? Uh, Amariqua is <laughs> a little more <laughs> slick a little, yeah, about a, it. A little
0: quiet, yeah.
1: He's a little more slick about it. Um, but no, but yeah, but Ameriquas is wreaking havoc. And Shea Salinas is, is doing his thing. And then, and you know, in the middle, San Jose's midfield uh, it, it has done extremely, extremely well for me. And I was impressed, man. I, I didn't think... I mean, think about it. It was a month ago where San Jose was embarrassed by L.A. It was 5-2. L.A. did what they wanted. They did what they wanted. Mm. And this time around, completely different game.
0: San Jose does have... A favorable schedule coming up. They have tons of home games. Look, they got Philly next. I mean, I was can this team make the playoffs?
1: Entirely possible. I would have said no. Uh I mean, it was like I don't know, maybe three or four shows ago where I said, "Look, the top six is set. The top six is yep. going to be we the top say six. That. You in said the that. West, I didn't say I that. You said I, I said it. I'll own it, man. I I I'll own it. I didn't. I did not see San Jose going four and zero, especially with the games that they had. They had to play in. They had to go play in DC. They had to go play. Uh, and against City. LA in KC, mm-hmm. I mean, who had them winning all these games? And I mean, he had come Colorado, on. who's who's looking good all of a sudden? Hmm. <laughs> I think we all had them <laughs> winning Colorado, but anyway, uh, no. But credit to Dom Kinnear once again. And uh, our, the thing is, our, can they keep this up? That's the question. Can they keep it up? I'm not. I'm, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. And when I look at the teams right now in the top six, I still say Seattle makes it. I still say they get Alonzo back. They get Dempsey back. They'll get the points they need. They're not just going to be in the top six. I think they're going to climb a bit. I don't think Portland's going to fall that far. I think as much as Sporting KC is slumping right now, I think they'll get things figured out. Um, Dallas, they got themselves a big win. No question about it. Yes, they, they, needed did. The- they needed that win against RSL. Um, mm, eh, they got it. They what do they have three. Po- they have a three point lead on San Jose right now. I don't know which one of these teams San Jose is
0: going to knock out of the top six. San, I don't, Jose, I don't... San Jose is going to have to play themselves into the playoffs. They can't rely on any of these teams. They need to continue to win games with a ton of home games coming up. You have Philadelphia on the schedule. Somebody, you, you're also, I think, you're sporting Kansas City too. And San Jose can help themselves out. They have it. I just, the ball is 12th. in San. It's it's, it's Saturday, their destiny. Listen.
1: Saturday, September 12. Seattle Sounders at the San Jose Earthquakes. Circle the calendar, folks, because that is a huge, huge match, right? I mean, you know what? If you're Seattle, you need to win that match. And How about uh, it, is
0: San Jose FC Dallas last match of the season?
1: That could be for the that playoffs. Could, yeah,
0: that could be a playoffs, spot.
1: Wow. That could absolutely be for the playoffs because I'm not, you know, much like D.C., I'm not, I'm not entirely convinced about FC Dallas. Uh, they did finally snap their three-match losing they streak. Beat they RSL, got a- though, who... They beat RSL, but you know they, their their schedule is not not. Eh, I don't know, man. They they got, they got Vancouver back to back. They have an RSL twice. They have San Jose to close out the year. I mean, they have NYCFC, which you know NYCFC's
0: you know. Is it, LA on the schedule, Columbus.
1: Yeah, FC Dallas is a tough man. schedule, man. FC, you know what? There you go. If they, if you're asking me who I'm putting my money on as the team that San Jose knocks out, I'm gonna go FC Dallas just because. When we look at the teams that are in that top six, that's the team I'm going to pick. Am, now, am I saying that San Jose is making the playoffs? No, I'm not saying that yet. Credit to San Jose on their amazing run now. They've won four in a row. But I still don't see them getting in. I just don't. And maybe I'll change my mind in a couple of weeks. But as of right now, I'm still not quite convinced. You know, we'll, But we'll see on September 12th. Because if they win that game, then, then now you're talking. Then They'll have me convinced if they can beat Seattle
0: up in Canada on Saturday night we'll talk a little bit about Frank Klopas game. Actually, Avis, we talked about this what? Like 2 weeks ago. We said how there's been no coaches it was fired. A
1: it was, a it was a week ago? A week. Okay. I, I week wrote ago. A, I wrote I wrote a story yeah. a, week ago, it was a week ago. A week ago. column pointing out the fact that there've been no coaches fired and how that's pretty crazy.
0: Clearly management listens to the show.
1: I'm not well, I'm not saying that Joyce Saputo reads com or reads my article, but you know I don't know. No. And, and
0: oh yeah I'm, yeah. I'm sure he's inspired.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure. In between. Oh, trips this this elite. this
0: Eva Scalorse guy is pretty smart.
1: Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but uh, nah, <laughs> look. All jokes aside, if you're asking me who is the coach that when I wrote that article, if you would have asked me then, okay, who gets fired first, I would not have said Clopas. I mean, nope. as, as as volatile as Joyce Saputo is, I still would have said you know uh, Yalup.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, Yallop definitely the Pablo Masterani.
1: And funny enough, you know what's funny? Since I wrote that article,
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Colorado's won 3 games. <laughs> Colorado
1: has Colorado's undefeated and uh the Chicago Fire have not lost the match.
0: amazing. a <laughs> <Euro> combined
1: 3-0 and 1 since I wrote that article. And, 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 and uh, you know, hey, inspire I, I I inspire people. What can I say? Yeah, no, I'm just
0: kidding. That's a scary I'm, thought. Well, it, scary this thought. is not
1: this is not a new thing. You know, back in 2005. Mhm dating myself a little bit here 10 years ago
0: that's that's a long time ago
1: it's a long time ago i wrote uh, this is back in my espn days i wrote a column for espn uh saying that uh la galaxy need to fire steve sams right because they you know they were in they were in like eighth place they were like probably they were like barely they were in jeopardy of missing the playoffs we're talking a high profile team and he's got to go steve sams has got to go and uh 6 weeks later they won MLS Cup. So I mean, you know, hey, I don't want to say I have a perk. I don't have a perfect track record. I'll gladly admit it, but it is funny how that works out sometimes.
0: Mm, close enough. Close enough. A lot of
1: people told me I was my I was spot on with that column. It just so happened that LA won the title, you know, but what can you do? Live,
0: well, it's the game on Saturday. Toronto FC wins 2 to 1 out the finding the scoring touch. All of a sudden, three goals in the last two games. Michael Bradley gets a goal. And uh, for Toronto, I mean, look—it's—it's it's been a good turnaround for them the last two weeks. They've now created a nice little cushion in the Eastern Conference. Teams starting to look like, and it's starting to gel. I mean, this, this is a good result for them against Montreal.
1: It's—it's it's big. It's big. And I tell you what, Jonathan Osorio, he he i will never forget this, right? I, so I'm in—I'm at Red Bull Arena after the TFC Red Bull game recently, where the Red Bulls dominated them and beat them up uh, 3-0. It was August August fifteenth. And I remember standing there, and I saw Jonathan Sori coming out of the locker room, and I looked at him, and I'm like, why did he not play? And I'm thinking to myself, here's a guy who, I mean, he gives you a dynamic spark. And in that game against the Red Bulls, they had nothing. Javinko had no support. It was a really ugly game. And I was thinking to myself, why in the world did they start this midfield, like, abomination of, uh, you know, Marky Delgado, uh, Colin Warner, and, and, and I forget who the third guy was, maybe Perkis. Uh in a three-man midfield behind Bradley, no support, no attacking spark. Why was Soria not on there? And guess what? He's, he has started the next couple games for them, and, and they've won. He's back in the lineup. They've won twice. They've scored seven goals. It's not all on Soria, but I just think he gives, them an, he gives them an attacking spark that helps the other guys do what they need to do. And uh, and I think now that he's back in there, I think they they're going to be okay. I think they're going to score goals. I think they're going to win games. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Now, Montreal, right? They didn't have Drogba, who apparently is toe, has an injury, a toe injury. He's first game he gets hurt. You got he's already you know. Draw, he's, what is it? I don't know what it is about these Chelsea former Chelsea guys. They can't stay healthy. Um, Shots fired, Ivis. Uh, hey, him and Lampard. What are you going to do? I mean. Uh, but yeah, so
0: Lampard alone, Dragba's
1: hurt, Piatti didn't play. So right there, two arguably the two best players Montreal has, they're both out, and then Lawrence Simon, their they're, you could argue their third best player, gets red carded. Um, so you know, I look at this game and I'm like, you know what? It sucks to lose <laughs> against your rival. But they lose on a road missing their two best players. How do they come off of that game to be the game they're gonna fire Klopas? That was that's what I was a little surprised by. And uh, you
0: need to make a change before it's too late. uh,
1: yeah, you know, and that's the thing. Like for me, I think I I think
0: games in hand. I mean
1: I, I don't think this game cost them his job as much as that Philly game. Losing at home to Philly in Drogba's debut, sold out stadium, a chance to make a great impression. And then you lay an egg. And I think that game, I think that's the game that soured it. I think that's the game that, because Joey Saputo was there. I don't know if I don't think Joey, I don't know if Joey Saputo was in Toronto. I think he was actually in Italy. I think he was at the Bologna match uh, in Italy on Saturday. But I think it was that Philly game. I think that Philly game left Saputo feeling like, the, yeah, Colpus is not the guy. Colpus is not the guy. I'm going to give him one more game. And if that if they lose, he's out. And, and I think you, that's and you lose I, to
0: your rivals too. So,
1: right. But yeah. I think I think you know for people looking at it and saying how could it's a little unfair that he gets fired off a loss when they're not when they don't have their two best players. But like I said, I think the Philly loss, realistically, ultimately is what cost him his job.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of that also goes into it too. I mean, yeah, you are losing your best players, but I mean, you got to at least get some inspiration or, or positive performances. There's, there's a lot, like you said, that goes into it. New York City FC, Ivis, Columbus Crew. Let's start with Columbus. They win this game. They're undefeated in the last four matches, climbing up the Eastern Conference standings. New York City, a state of total chaos. You were at this game. You were there post-game, after it. I mean, New York City, Ivis, total soap opera. It, It is total meltdown right now.
1: It's a mess, man. It's a mess. And uh, Jason Christ sounds like a defeated man. He sounds like a guy who's ready to give up. And, I mean, he's a competitive guy. He's a smart guy. He's a really good coach. But hearing, hearing some of the things he said, I mean, he, he flat out said, I don't know if we can do it. I don't, I don't think – like he, like, he doesn't see evidence that they can turn this around. Um, and it comes down to that defense, man. Defense I mean, and it's, not only the de- it's not only the defense, to be fair. Because, the mid, they, I mean, they lost on a turnover in midfield. So, turnover in midfield, and then the defense didn't step up. So, it wasn't just the but defense.
0: But the defense overall, though. Not good enough. No, no question. Not at
1: all. Right. Um, and it, I don't know, man. It's like, you know, a lot of people are going to look at it and say, well, it comes down to this. Like, they should not have added Pirlo. They didn't need Pirlo. They already had midfielders. They needed defensive help. They should have got defensive help. And. I don't know if like I I think that that's one way to look at it. But for me, I don't think Pirlo is what kept them from adding defenders. They have added defenders. It's just the guys they've added have not worked out. The pieces that they've brought in have not fit defensively. Their defense just is, you know they, they they've added all these guys and it just hasn't. They haven't found they haven't found the right combination. So I don't think it's about Pirlo. And I don't you know I don't. think It's other not about too. I mean, look, is mixed is
0: screwed having a good season?
1: No. no, he's not. Although no. he started out well in this game, but thought, but
0: overall, is mix is, mix has not had a good season though. It's little things like that too. No. There's a lot of guys not having good seasons for this team. That's just the reality.
1: Their defense is pretty bad. It's, it's bad, bad, but it's just... uh, now now We got to talk about Christ's comments. So Christ, so Christ just uh, he definitely turned a lot of heads, and he and he pretty much said that you know, look, these guys have to show that they care because he I, i'm not convinced that they do that they, and, and that for a coach to say he doesn't know if the if his players care that's like wow that's like that's a wow moment and he and it was funny because it was like a mic drop moment because it was the last it was his last statement like he ended it on like the press conference ended and everyone's like wow he just unloaded and that's awesome as soon as he says it right as soon as he says it everyone starts to speculate everyone starts to ask the questions. Who's he talking about? So, of course, people think, oh, he's talking about Pirlo. He's talking about Lampard. He's talking about Villa. I personally don't think he's talking about any of those guys. I think there are other guys on the team that he has his questions about. And and, and here, here was the exact quote. I know the coaching staff cares an awful lot about this club. I'm not so sure that all the players do. And that's like the mic drop. It's like he dropped the <laughs> mic. He walked off. Um See ya. And so who's he talking about, right? And I'm not going to sit here and get into, like, I'm not going to speculate specifically, but what I think it is is I think there's players that aren't happy with their playing time. I think there are players that, that you know, are you know for whatever reason, you know, they're, they're being forced into substitute roles. I mean, as an example, like Poku, yeah. Poku who's like the fan favorite, he he was on the bench. He's uh, a good was season, like, though. He's done well. He's done well. Now, 20 minutes into the game, NYCFC fans start the the chant. They're like, <laughs> "We want Poku" or you know whatever it was. So he's a he's a fan favorite, no question. He makes things happen. He's an exciting player. Um, but Christ, you know, tactical decision. Christ chose to put him on the bench. Uh, he didn't have a good appearance when he came on. He came on as the sub, second half sub, and it was a flat performance. And I can't help but wonder if that's one of the guys that, he, that Christ was talking about. I'd be more inclined to believe that. Than I would to think that he had a problem with either Lampard, or a problem with Pirlo. Now with Lampard, Lampard played six. It was his first game in in, in a while. He played sixty minutes, which was you know what they what they agreed on beforehand. He did okay. It wasn't great, but he did okay. And Christ sounded pretty happy with what he gave him, right? So it wasn't him. Then you have Pirlo. Pirlo's playing ninety minutes. However many minutes he's playing, a lot of minutes for a guy who's still pretty much he played ninety minutes. He played 90 minutes again. He's been playing 90 minutes. He's trying to get that fitness. He's committed. He's committed. My opinion, just from what I see, okay, has he been making the impact? No. And I think part of that is again because he's in pre he's in preseason fitness and sharpness mode, right? He's coming off a of vacation. MLS is in full flow. MLS is in full midseason uh, flow. It's not easy. It's not easy. So, but he's committed. He's getting his 90 minutes. He's not asking to be taken off. And I was impressed with his reaction when he was asked about Jason Christ's comments, and 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 he didn't miss the beat. He's like, you know, I, I hope that's not true. I'd be very unhappy if that's true. And if there are players who aren't happy, there you know there are reserves who would love to, the chance to play. So he so that for me that sounded like Pirlo supporting crisis comments or, or 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 backing his coach. And that I don't I just don't think it's Pirlo. I don't think it's Pirlo. Is it Via? Is it Via? I mean, Via not a happy camper, right? Via's sulking around. He's a sulker. Via is a sulker. He, he does not he hide. his unhappy.
0: Miserable.
1: Well. He looks miserable. So, I th- I don't think Christ was all that happy with Via. Um, and there were some things that Christ said that made me think, oh, he's talking about Via, um, when he talked about players, you know, being able needing to needing to handle adversity better. And that's a good point, right? If you go down late in the game. You can't just give up. You can't just put your head down, be you know, be dejected.
0: That's not Via's and... fault. He's used to winning, man. It's not his fault at all. <laughs> this is this is a New York City Football Club problem, not Via's fault.
1: What's what's not his fault?
0: That the team's losing. He's so used to winning that this is an oxymoron to him. He must feel like he's in a nightmare right now.
1: Yeah, but it, it's still up to him to play. It's still, up to, it's still up to him when it's the 83rd minute and they go down to keep playing. It's still up to him to step up when they need him. And I'm not saying he hasn't, right? He's had himself a pretty damn good year. He's 15 goals, 7 mm-hmm. assists. He's done well. Having said that, uh, you know. You can it, do if, more. It not, it's not even just the do more part. It's the how you act when you're on the field. If things aren't going your way, you can't start screaming at your teammates. You can't start. You know, just acting up. You can't. You can't just just be a baby. You can't be a baby. And Christ made some comments, and and I don't know if he was talking about via, but it sure seemed like he was talking about via when he made comments about you know people needing to needing to handle that stuff better, and not you know basically showing up your teammates by being pouty, right? So so yeah, there is a little bit of a soap opera feel to all this. So we're gonna see how they respond. You know, and the crazy thing is, right? The, the, they were after the game. Jason Christ pretty much was like, "Well, we need to win all our games, right? We need if we're gonna have any chance to get the playoffs, we're he, gonna need to win all our games."
0: Twenty-one points in seven games.
1: Well, that's what's on. That's what's available, right? And it's all well. It's a nice soundbite, but is that realistically what they need? No, they don't need to win. Are you kidding? It's the Eastern Conference. They're only one point. Nobody 1. wants. 1. Nobody 1. wants. Nobody wants that last spot. And <laughs> no one seems to really want that last spot orlando city has been playing great montreal bit you know been slumping uh philly you know they 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 missed an opportunity this weekend as well chicago's still out a, a bit out of it um New York city is very much still in this it's not over so that's why i'm a little surprised i'm a little surprised at this defeatist attitude you know i would have i would have been more I, I was if you're asking i would have expected Christ to be a little more defiant a little more like these bastards need to wake up. Like this is not. this. God, would Christ like,
0: ever said Has he ever said a bad word in his life? He's so uh, chill. It's uh, like, uh, well, maybe I'm not sure probably. he has. But you know what I mean. Like,
1: I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying I've heard. Bad but words like, he's
0: but Jason's. First. Just he's so like. He always he's, he always looks like he's like looking like a million miles away when he's talking.
1: He now nah, he's under control. He's, he's a, a fascinating guy in interviews. He's a pretty sharp guy. He's yeah. a smart guy. But anyway uh they it's it's not over for these guys like they here's the thing lampard they they, they get a breakdown. they get 2 weeks off they get 10 days off lampard's going to have his opportunity to get fit pierlo is going to be able to keep working at, at getting closer to full fitness and i think they're going to be okay as long as their defense isn't totally atrocious and i know that's hard for them to be but it, it, if they could just get some semblance of a back four uh some semblance of a decent defense i think they can still make the playoffs man because i'm not convinced montreal is gonna turn I'm, I'm not convinced montreal is gonna take full advantage of those games at hand they have like four games in hand it's quite a few but now Lawrence simon's red carded he's called up for for belgium now he's gonna miss like three games he's gonna miss like their next three games he's their best defender by a mile that's gonna hurt him the drug you don't even know what his deal is how long it's gonna take him to get back And now they're they're, they're playing for a new coach. So we'll see, man. We'll see. For me, I would not at all be surprised if NYCFC gets off the mat and finds a way to get in the playoffs.
0: I have some other games around Major League Soccer. FC Dallas, they defeated Real Salt Lake 2-0. They should. Real Salt Lake, man, bottom of the basement in the Western Conference. The glory days, Ivis, you can say are officially over.
1: So they're at the bottom of the basement? bottom of the, like the top of the basement yeah uh,
0: that's a good point no you could be at the top of the basement you know i like the steps going up
1: you're still in the basement
0: yeah but that's the top of the basement though that that's that is the top of the basement
1: uh look rsl we were just talking about them a week ago man when they beat seattle they dominated yes. they outplayed seattle they look good and it's not you know fc dallas man they're a tricky one um dallas that's needed big, this
0: one they have losing streak they had to win this
1: they absolutely needed it. And credit, you know, credit to them. Credit, credit to Oscar Pereja. Uh They're going to be a handful. They're going to be a handful. Uh, am I, uh, am I sold on them yet? No, but that's a big win. I think they showed something, uh, you know, to get the three points against. The, and not an easy team to play, and it's not easy to go down to Frisco, man. It's not easy. It's it's hot. It's like playing in an oven. Um, but credit to them. We'll see how they do the rest of the way. We we saw their schedule. It's not an easy one. Uh, but that's a good start for them.
0: I like how you said "hot" right there. You were like "hot." I like that.
1: Yeah, man. I remember. Hey, that was Gold like H A W T hot. Ah, it was. Yeah,
0: yeah you no. know.
1: It's. Uh, I don't know how people live there, man. I gotta. T- I don't know. I'd it's never terrible. leave that. I'd have it's cool. like
0: ninety humidity. Ugh.
1: Central. Air. Well, it was humid in New York today. Uh, today? It was. I was surprised how humid it was. But uh, oh, but yeah, no. Credit to Dallas. They're. they're They're going to be okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to
0: make it. New England Revolution, they defeated Philadelphia Union 1-0. Diego Fugundes. nice goal in this match. Uh, New England-Ivis, they are undefeated in their last five matches. Three-game winning streaks, starting to climb back up the Eastern Conference. And uh, surprise, surprise, Jermaine Jones is back. Looked pretty good this weekend. Great weekend
1: for New England. Pretty good. Jermaine Jones was excellent. Jermaine Jones... Was dominant, um, but yeah, no. It, it, Lee wins. Got the new hair. Got the blonde thing going on. What's going on? Yeah, I don't uh, know. <laughs> yeah no. But no, it must to be bad
0: or something like that.
1: I don't know, man. It's, I don't know how to describe that. But no, <laughs> New England defensively, man. They they really Philly for, 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 for say what you want about Philly. They generally find a way to put shots on you. They they, they find a way to get a couple of goals at home, and uh, they got held to two shots on goal. It's not that much, and uh, credit to that defense, man. New England defense and Jermaine Jones was outstanding. I can't stress it enough. He only played sixty-two minutes, but during those sixty-two minutes, man, he was an absolute rock. Uh, but then you have the other guys, obviously Andrew Farrell, uh, Gonzalez. Uh, they 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 really 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 shut down Philly, and things cannot have gotten any worse for Philly. Not only do they lose at home, really put a dent in their playoff prospects, but then Christian Maidana. Gets a red card in stoppage time for spitting. That's uh, so stupid. Yeah, and so I mean, here we go. Meltdown. Now you don't have him for your next game. Maybe more. I mean, you're really jeopardizing your season there. I mean, you, it, I, I, I don't even know how to explain how, how you let that happen. So yeah, if you're if, if you're uh, you, know, you pity Jim Jim Curtin because now you don't have Maidana, and now you got to play the hottest team in the league right now, San Jose Earthquakes. Uh, you, I mean, it's, you can argue it. They're right now, four, they're, they're four in a row. That's the longest winning streak in the league right now. Uh, Philly, man, they look like they're about to be flatlining. At least in MLS play. Let's not forget, they still have the Open Cup final.
0: <laughs> there's hope, Ivis. There's, there's always hope. Uh, there's always something. <laughs> always I hope. I
1: think they're going to lift it. I think, hey, I, you know what? Casey's the, Casey's going to be the favorite. But I think the union, man, I think the union is going to work some magic at PPL Park.
0: We'll see. We'll see, Ivis. Uh, staying in the Eastern Conference, Orlando City, Chicago Flyer played to a 1-1 draw in a game that was delayed uh, very late. Uh, for both teams, Ivis, they had to be just disappointed they wouldn't walk away with three points. But, I mean, look, one point in a very tight Eastern Conference. Uh, it's, it's amazing just how tight this
1: is. Well, I think if you're – I think in Orlando, even though Orlando was at home, I think they're happier with the tie than Chicago because obviously Chicago has ground to make up uh orlando city obviously had 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 the bulk of this game they dominated possession uh they had a it's almost two to one possession edge on on chicago i think chicago really really kind of gave it they kind of used their gas tank on that red bulls win and i can't stress it enough chicago really impressed me in that red bulls game but uh it's all about consistency with them can they find some consistency this was not a pretty game by any means this was not a pretty game uh, but Orlando City, you get a point, you stop the bleeding. I mean, when you get blown out like five goals, multiple games in a row, you just, you'll take a tie, you know, as bad as it's been for them. Um, I don't know, man. Orlando City's a tough one to call because, you know, they're getting Breck Shea back. He's working his way back. Is that going to be enough? Mm, Is Kaka no. going to start to play? Is Kaka really going to start to. They need you know, someone to...
0: who can score goals besides Kyle Larin.
1: Yeah. That's, that's not going to happen.
0: Is Breck Shea going to do that? No. Uh, Can Kaká I do it? Okay, but... What happened to Brian has...
1: Roche? Hey, what happened to Brian Rochez, the the Honduran? I mean, he was, there was all this talk about him coming into the season, and he's just really not done anything. So, I mean, Pedro Ribeiro is probably more likely to score a goal than Brian yeah. Roche. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not... You know what? I don't think Orlando's making the playoffs. And I know that's not a... I'm not I'm not breaking any... Li- you know, I'm not going out on a huge limb on that one, but no. this game didn't didn't really make me any more of a believer.
0: Down in Houston, total disaster for the Vancouver Whitecaps, who lost 2-0. to zero. You have two red cards in the game, Ken Watson and then Matias Laba uh, and Houston, Ivis. Look, can they make the playoffs? I don't know. This win helps them immensely. Can they continue it? I, I, I don't know, but, I mean, it's interesting how this win has now put Houston back in the playoff talk.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, it just shows you how... Uh, parody man parody is the king in uh in mls uh, a good thing. that's a good maybe, thing maybe i'll go ahead and just jinx, i'll do the reverse jinx on houston and say they have no chance they will not make the playoffs <laughs> i'm sure they'll go undefeated now um but hey look at their schedule man look at the dynamo schedule rsl philly slumping casey colorado red hot this <laughs> <But> still <laughs> colorado fc dallas <laughs> Yeah, and Seattle and Vancouver. There's some tough games right toward the very end. That's what I'm but saying. Can, I don't think Houston can do it, man. No, but listen. They, they'll be favorites in their next two games, right? Yeah. Two wins. Let's just say they can get the two wins that they, that they need to get. If they get those two wins, all of a sudden, the pressure's on these other teams. Uh, So they could get in it. But do I see them making the playoffs? No, I do not. I think if there's a team that's below the line now. That's gonna get in. It's gonna be San Jose. I I, I just, I don't, I'm not convinced. Unless Eric Torres, unless Kubo Torres, really starts to light things up, I don't think they're gonna have enough.
0: Final game of the weekend. (laughs) We've been hyping them. Colorado three-game winning streak. They defeated Sporting Kansas City two to one. And uh, Ivis Kansas City three-match losing streak. Total tailspin. Is it panic time yet?
1: Games in hand, my friend. Games in hand. Who's gold? I try to tell everybody, but nobody listens. You can't assume games in hand, people. We've seen it now. Casey's in a little bit of a slump. Uh, those And those games in hand are disappearing so quickly. Uh, credit to Colorado, man. All of a sudden, three-game winning streak. Five um, you know, Son-
0: points out of the playoffs.
1: Oh, my Lord. <laughs> and, and, and How about Sean St. Ledger, right? Uh, the whole fiasco in Orlando. Apparently, he like skipped training sessions he like oh i'm gonna hang out in new york city for a few days never mind that i am have to go back to orlando and do my job but look one man one team's trash is another team's treasure he's plugged into their into their defense and he's done great for them he's done great for them uh and obviously kevin doyle is, is starting to kind of do his thing there so they're okay they're okay minor, minor Figueroa has done well he's excellent actually i think that was an impressive signing for them um, so their defense, man, with with Saint Ledger and with Figueroa plugging into that defense, they've really they've really stepped up their defense. So I think from that standpoint, I think they're they're gonna be a more competitive team the rest of this way. Do I see them the playoffs? Hell to the no. It's just not gonna happen.
0: All right, Ivis, it's now time to move over to the U.S. Men's National Team, which plays on Friday against your boys, Peru and then they play against Brazil next week. Jürgen Klinsmann cannot experiment anymore. He brought in a very experienced roster. Ivis, when you saw the roster that Jürgen Klinsmann announced for the games coming up, what was your initial reaction?
1: Uh, it's, it's the roster I thought we'd see. I mean, I, I don't know if you saw. My, I did. A, I yeah. saw it was
0: pretty close. I didn't want to give you props, but I guess I am right
1: now. <laughs> I there mean, you I, go. You know what? It was, yeah, it was what?
0: painful as I'm reading it. I'm like, oh, God. Ivis is probably just all like, yeah, look at me. I predicted <laughs> the roster.
1: Nah, that's, that's not my that's not my style you such a, I know that's it other is. style that's You're a, such a liar i'm not gonna name any names but that's other people's style <laughs> franco uh but no nah. uh it's you know what it comes down to you have to look at the circumstances right you have this big game in october against mexico all or nothing most important game since the world cup uh so this september these september friendlies were always going to be about mm-hmm. identifying people to, that can help you for that match and and so it, it, it just wasn't going to be a camp to bring in a lot of new faces. So you have a lot of guys who had not been around the team in a while, but who have, you know, a, a lot vast experience with the national yep. team. So now these guys are back. Jeff Cameron, Jermaine Jones, Matt Beasler, Obviously, Tim Howard was going to come back. Uh, and it, it's good, man. It's good to get these guys back, see where they are, see how they fit, see how they look. Um, and it's great that Cameron's back, man. I mean, he he's playing well for Stoke City playing at central defense. And this is the funniest thing, man. This is the most Klinsman thing ever. So when he spent two years starting it oh, right back. Is, that Stoke hilarious. City, he's, he spent two years starting it right back for Stoke City. If you're in Klinsman you wanted no part of him at right back, right? Now he's starting games regularly at center back. And now he's in the camp. And when you look at the roster, there's no fault. There's one. Greg Garza is the only fullback on the roster. So he, he, he might actually have to play. Uh, Jeff Cameron, right? Hey, back. Jeff so this,
0: Cameron's had a pretty good start to the season in England.
1: Yeah, and he's playing well and at he, center back. Had, and he's have, had a
0: few down games, but overall, he he's nice. done very good for
1: Stoke. Here, here's my thing: I have and I've said this on the, I've definitely said this on, on the show at least once, more than once. Cameron is a type of guy that he needs consistent games at center back to be effective, and once he gets that, he can be excellent. Um, but. If he's not getting games at center back, you don't want any part of him at center back just because he's the timing's not there. It's, he, he can be off. Uh, but now he's gotten these games. He's gotten this good run of games in Stoke City at center back. Uh, so for me, man, I, if you are asking me who I want to start in October against Brazil, I mean against Mexico, I'm starting Jeff Cameron because he's playing regularly. He's playing at a high level, the highest level. Uh, so, yeah, put him at center back. But now you have this roster – where there's just no fullbacks on the roster, who are you gonna put it right back? Are you gonna put Michael Roscoe right back? No,
0: you know? you're, you're gonna play a three-five-two, Ivis. Come on,
1: yeah, it's funny. I was I was looking at that and I was <laughs> like, you, yeah,
0: I would love that, for that to happen. But it just say what happened?
1: Yeah, I don't think Klinsman has oh lost. Oh my his god, mind. could
0: you imagine like the disaster in the back against Brazil? <laughs> oh, no. well,
1: yeah, that would not be good. <laughs> no. I don't think, maybe maybe he'll do it. Maybe he'll, he'll Jermaine, but the,
0: that's the thing. Jermaine
1: Jones, Matt Beasley. I mean, seriously,
0: who who plays right back? I mean, is, is it Tim Reem, Michael Roscoe? It's, it's
1: No, it's either Cameron or Roscoe. Or you put Tim Reem at left back and Greg Garza at right back. Yeah, I mean, it, what,
0: what complicates is, as obviously, is Fabian Johnson that's not here, which is complicated. I mean, he's here. He's on one side. Greg Garza's on the other. Case closed.
1: Right. Well, they were. Well, the thing is, Tim Chandler and DeMarcus Beasley both got injured. Oh, I know. Is
0: that, that really? I mean, is that is that bad that Timmy Chandler got injured and is not here? Well, what I'm saying <laughs> is
1: he was probably getting called in. So if you're <laughs> your <Yeah>, but... <laughs> you got your roster and all of a sudden you're missing two fullbacks, and we all know he's not a huge fan of the fullback pool in MLS, so if he, he you just even said, call him
0: Brad Evans, I mean that's disrespectful right there.
1: Well, I think you know to be fair. Uh, Seattle has a game against Toronto FC that Saturday. And, you know, I I don't know. I don't think he wanted to take, take, uh, you know, take another guy. He left Clint Dempsey. He left Michael Bradley for that, for that game actually against, uh, in Seattle.
0: But they'll be, but but they'll be joining the team after that.
1: Yeah. I I think with Evans, I don't, I don't, just because he wasn't called in for this doesn't mean he won't be there for the Mexico game. I, I would say that, but, uh. But I I don't know I, who plays right back yeah I don't I, that's that's an
0: interesting one that's an interesting one DeAndre
1: Island possible
0: that could happen uh I was the one thing that position that a lot of people are pay attention to goalkeeper uh Jurgen Klinsman has said that Brad Guzan's the starter he was great in the Gold Cup but I mean look let's be real Tim Howard has been absolutely bossing it in the Premier League he's been playing out of his mind for Everton Chelsea last week Tottenham I mean he's been playing so good a matter of time before Tim Howard. I mean look, I, I love Brad Guzan, but it's just I hey, do Tim Howard's going to be the starting goalkeeper.
1: I think it's a, I think it's going to happen, right? I think Tim Howard will end up being the number 1. Now you can't blame Clinton, right? I think we said this last mm-hmm. show. He has to keep he has to name Guzan the number 1.
0: He has. To. Yeah, yeah, you can't um, can
1: Yeah, I think it would be it would be tough. It'd be, um, be a bad move. It would. But now you get him in a camp, you get them together, you get them to play in against each other, you get them to see see how they both look. And I think I think once you know, everyone – once everyone there sees who the better option is, it's a, then it becomes easier for him to make the move that he's going to have to make. I think both guys get games in this in these friendlies. I think you give, you know, give Guzan uh, the Peru game, and then you give Tim Howard the Brazil game. And then you come out of this camp, uh, you kind of trying to weigh the pros and cons, and I think at the end of the day, Tim Howard is going to be your pick. Um, but not to say <clears throat> Guzan has no chance. Guzan is very good goalkeeper.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But this is going to be a good battle, man. This is going to be a good battle.
0: Uh, at the midfield, I guess Michael Bradley will not be at the game against Peru, which may seem a little bit like cause for concern. But Jermaine Jones is in the roster. Danny Williams called up. Huge opportunity for him. Uh, I mean, what do you make of Danny Williams uh, being called up to the national team?
1: No, he's good. He deserves it. Uh, you know, he, he, he missed the Gold Cup he's resting his knee um but he's you know he's coming off a good year for reading fc and i, I think he's a good he's an interesting option uh apparently Kyle Breckerman uh was left out uh, which for according to us injury, soccer was,
0: yeah
1: it, yeah it's probably he not played injury. 90
0: minutes against fc dallas so yeah
1: i mean if you're asking me what i think that i mean i i what i think is going on there is i think you you're talking about a guy who's like mid 30s a lot of games uh, do you want to do you pull him away from his team? You know they're they're that's, still that's fighting for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think he, you know, I, I think Klinsman kind of respected Beckerman's wishes on that and let Beckerman stay with his team. Same with Raimondo. Um but it's not a big deal. I think if you, you want, you have other guys you can give opportunities. to. you have Jermaine Jones back in. Mm-hmm. He's back. Through, he's going to be a midfielder. Uh, you have Williams. You have Alfredo Morales. So you, you 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 know, it's a good chance to look at some other options because hey, Kyle Beckham's not getting any younger. Nope.
0: Uh, forward position, Josie Atador scoring goals for Toronto FC. Confident Josie Atador in form is the best option for the national team. We also have Aaron Johansson, Bobby Wood, and Ivis Andrew Wooten. Who? No caps? 25 years old? Who is this
1: guy? Andrew Wooten, uh, German-born, uh, Sandhausen forward. Now, I had a chance to see him. I think I mentioned this last show. Uh, I had a chance to see him in the U23 camp uh, back in 2011. And uh, he impressed me, man. He impressed me. You he, he had you uh, had Terrence. I, I still remember. you had Terrence Boyd in that camp. God, Terrence um, Boyd,
0: man. That's where is he gone?
1: He's got his knee injury. He's I been know, out. Man, he's boy. been out forever. Just amazing he had, how times he had, change. Yeah, yeah. Teal Bunbury in that camp, and I tell you, Wooten for me, uh, the the best way I could describe when I remember seeing him in that camp was he was a a a bet like he he was a a, a imagine Teal Bunbury but a more clinical finisher and uh and a bit stronger and and so i think you know what Wooten not has that speed he can finish uh he's got some explosiveness to him and that was in 2011 right so here we are four years later he's probably a more polished you know he's obviously a more more polished player now he's the only really new face that klinsman brought in and i know some people are gonna look at it oh why german second division why is this guy in the camp why not bring another mls player um you know, I think he's a guy who's – he's he's killing it right now. He's killing it uh, in, in in Bundesliga 2, and you bring him in for a look, and, and maybe he can be something, be a dynamic option off the bench for you. So I, I don't have a problem with that 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 move. Uh, Josie Altidore, is Josie Altidore in form? You know, he's had a couple of games that should help his confidence. Does it's, that mean? It's the most he's in form get...
0: he's been in a while. Ivis, come on, man. You're pulling hair right
1: now. He came off the bench, got a penalty. And, and he uh, scored and, another
0: goal. And he scored this weekend. Ivis, come on, man. Don't crush it. Week. Don't crush the it's confidence, G- Ivis. Ivis, don't
1: crush the No, but look. Here's what I'm saying. I mean, he is a confidence player. And I think we all know that. So he's a guy, once he gets a couple of goals, his tail, you know, the tail goes up. And it's like you start the tail starts wagging. You start feeling, like a, you know, you start feeling yourself.
0: going pretty good.
1: Yeah. So that, that's good. That's good. So in a way, I was actually surprised that he'd bring him in. Because you think, okay, he's doing well for his team. Let him just stay with his team, but then again, maybe he might take that the wrong way. So I guess you can understand why he want to bring him in. Um, I, I want to see the Altador Johansson tandem. I want to see them play together, uh, see what they can do. I know in the Gold Cup it wasn't, you know, wasn't all that, but we'll see. We'll see how they do. Well,
0: Ivis, we'll talk a little bit more about the U.S. Men's National Team later this week when they take on Peru on Friday. I know it's going to be very difficult for you, Ivis. Very difficult for you. <laughs> Come on.
1: We'll, we'll have, have we'll have no a we- counseling for you. I will have no emotional reaction or attachment or anything. Yeah. I do not care. Uh, it'll be just cool to see a lot of Peruvians in the house. You know, that's uh, they're my you know my people
0: coming uh, out of the woodwork.
1: <laughs> no, there's a ton of Peruvians, man. What are you talking about? There's a ton of Peruvians on the East Coast. We we'll we're we'll making the trip down, so uh, no, we, it should be good. You just said we, <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm per- I'm Peruvian, man. I'm yeah, Peruvian. We
0: yeah, you know your allegiances lie. It's fine. It's fine. We won't we won't judge you.
1: I, I, I don't know what allegiances are, but I, I'm sure they don't lie with with anybody. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, here, here, here's what I would say. Here's what I would say. It's a good test for the U.S., and that's what matters, right? This the, these games need to get them ready for yep. Mexico, and I think we, you know, is, is it a full strength Peru team? No. Are they going to be missing some of their top players? Yes, but I think it's the it's a good first game because Brazil is a tougher test. I don't th- I don't think anyone's going to dispute that. Um, but it's a good enough test. I think the U.S. should win this game, and I think they will win this game. Um, I, I think it's the perfect opponent to give them a good test, but that a veteran team should be able to win against. So I want to see that starting lineup. I want to see who Klinsman goes with. And I want to see where some of these guys are now, like like a Jermaine Jones, like a Matt Beasley, like a Jeff Cameron. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that game.
0: And uh, and I was, uh, I'm assuming since the game's in your corner, you're going to be at the show. So you're going to have an SBI party?
1: Yeah, you know. Well, here's the thing, right? So for people, for our listeners, Garrett is actually going to Philly uh, at the end of this week, and so I'm trying to coax him to come to DC Friday night, so we can we can hang out hang out uh, Friday night. I don't know if we're gonna make it happen, but uh, I I am gonna be in DC. I get to DC now. My my plans have changed. I'm gonna get there Tuesday night. I'm gonna be there Tuesday night all the way through Saturday. So yeah, I'm thinking we should do some kind of SBI meetup uh i don't know i mean there's gonna i'd imagine there's an ao party on a thursday night so i'll I'll probably pop into that but i don't know i don't know if there's enough interest in the dc area for sbi or not i don't know
0: know. who cares we can go party ourselves dc's dc's awesome and i love dc oh i'm gonna
1: party hey listen i'm gonna hang out friday night good time dude i know it's one of my favorite. dc
0: is always a good time i mean look i'm sure my fiance says this show but i've heard that there are there's a better female <laughs> ratio to male in DC. So, uh, I mean, it's a
1: pretty good ratio. That's what,
0: that's what I've been told. I've, I've been right. told that by right. uh, <laughs> by who?
1: Oh, no. I mean, I I mean, I go there enough. I mean, yes. Yeah. You, you just drive around the city and, and you see ratio. <laughs> regardless, three. DC is
0: a fun city, though. Yeah. No. I always tell people that. They look at me funny. I'm like, no, don't trust me. Like, DC. For me, it's
1: a, it's a, it's a part, as far as having, for, as far as partying, having fun, for me, on my road excursions, DC's a top five city. Top five? Hmm. Top five. Hmm. For part, in terms of just that particular aspect. Being able to go out, they got some good clubs there, they got some good bars, uh, obviously, some good restaurants. So, it, from that standpoint, you, you, you can never go wrong with a trip to DC. And I will be there. I'll get there Tuesday night. I'll be there for a while. So, looking forward to it.
0: Yes. And uh, if we meet up, I always will plan a party. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk later <laughs> about that.
1: We're going to get together and. Hey, it, for anybody who's going to be in Philly on Saturday, you just might spot Garrett and I somewhere ro- rolling around the city. That, that could be dangerous. Taking pictures. That could be very dangerous. Yeah, no,
0: come on. You and I Keep... cruising around Philadelphia?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah. We'll do a show. We'll do a show. We should record a live show in Philly. I'm,
0: f- I, I'm fine with that. All
1: right. We'll work on that. Okay.
0: All right. I'm good with that. Uh, all right, I was U23 roster has been announced. This is the final camp ahead of Olympic qualifying and this should be no surprise. This, this roster is loaded with guys who are from the U 20s. And we've talked about this before. This U 23 player pool that's going to be competing for the Olympics is not the strongest in terms of depth. There are some good players, there's not a lot of depth. The U 20s, those players, they've shown a lot of potential. You have a lot of guys included in this roster. Ivis, what did you make of this final roster? Because this is most likely going to be the roster that we're going to see once Olympic qualifying starts.
1: Well, I got to say, I mean, I. I was, a. I always expected there to be a decent number of U-20s, but there were even more than I thought there'd be, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, no huge, huge surprises. And again, this is not the final roster. I think that needs to be clarified. I know some people will say, oh, wait, where's this guy? Where's that guy? Um, you know, take it easy, folks. No, uh, but
0: this is as close as it may possibly be until the well, final Well, Jordan Morris match.
1: isn't on it. I mean, he's, let you know, they let him be with his, his college team just starting its season. And, uh. I don't think anyone should have any doubts about Jordan Morris, because Jordan Morris will be on the team in qualifying. For my money, he will be in the starting lineup. I mean, he's that good a player. I think he's going to be there. Um, but, yeah, some of these U-20s, I mean, obviously Gideon Zalalum is a guy who, you know, he is the, he is the hope and dream <laughs> of, all, of so many U.S. fans who, who are praying that he is going to be that magical playmaker. And, obviously, he's off to a good start with, with Glasgow Rangers. The, you know, he, he had two assists in a cup match. Pipper going nuts. Uh, he's, you know, he's a tidy player. Uh, it's a, but here's the thing, man. For me, I think not all. Like, it's not an easy. It's not an easy jump for U20s to, to, to compete and do well on the U23 level. I mean, I, I don't. I, you know, I, I can't be stressed enough. Some of these guys I think are obviously going to do well. I think Rubio or uh is a guy who will make the will make the qualifying group. Um, Cameron Carter-Vickers and Matt Miaska. I mean, the center backs. The center back options at the 23 level, not that impressive. So I think I think you could absolutely see the Carter Vickers-Miaska tandem riding once again. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to seeing that. The goalkeepers in this camp are, are pretty solid. When you talk about Cropper, Horvath, and uh, the U-20 World Cup hero, Zach Steffen. Um, so yeah, man, I'm looking forward to seeing some of these battles and how some of these play out, and, and also how... You know, you talk about a guy like Emerson Hyman, who, you know, he didn't have the best under-20 World Cup, but I think, I don't think that was a fair representation of the kind of player he is. I think he could actually do even better on the U23 level. Um, and then you get a guy like Will Trap, Will Trap. I mean, that's, I mean, he's going to be starting on that team. He, he's not, uh, uh, is he even in this camp?
0: Will Trap? Yes, he is.
1: Yeah, right. So he, I mean, I think he's going to be a key to this team. Uh... I mean, just it, I mean, some U.S. fans' mouths is water, water when you think about Will Trapp and Gideon Zalalam in, in the same midfield. I mean, that's just. just I stuff think Will
0: Trapp and like Emerson Heiden in the same midfield. If you find a way to work those guys together,
1: yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. This, so
0: there's some good talent, man.
1: There's a lot of options, especially in midfield. That's that's the crazy part. I mean, <laughs> what, what is still, this world? <laughs> he's still, so yeah, man. I want to see what Andy Herzog does with this group.
0: Over on the Americans abroad front, it took a couple games, Ivis, but Aaron Johansson scores his first Bundesliga goal. This is obviously a step up for him. And, uh, look, scoring a first goal took him four matches. It's 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 good to see. It's it's going to see, it, you know, for the next couple weeks, months, we just see how his progression is. But for him, already a goal this early in the season, it's a good start.
1: It's got to be a confidence builder for him, especially going into the international break. You know, he's going to come in with the U.S., I see him starting in both these games. I think he is the guy who you need to get keep getting looks at and seeing how he does. I think he's got all the talent to to really make an impact. Even though for me, I felt like he I feel like he he I mean he had a couple of good games early on in the Gold Cup, but I think overall as an overall body of work, I, I, I wouldn't say it was a rousing success for him the Gold Cup. But I still think he's a guy who you know now that he's made that move to the Bundesliga, playing at a higher level. Uh, it's pushing him to another level. And I, I think, you know what? I think he could show it in this in this coming up coming up games.
0: And last week, Ivis, the Champions League draw was held for the European teams. Manchester United, once again, in a cupcake group. How do they do it? Uh, group A looks pretty intriguing. PSG, Real Madrid. And, I mean, look, Ivis, it now finally gets... It, it, look, it gets down to business. This is when... Con- I'm sorry, I almost said CONCACAF Champions League. This is when champions league starts i cannot wait uh it was interesting to see Ivis how some teams were slotted into different groups but nonetheless it's gonna be fun to watch the upcoming season of champions league
1: no for sure there were some juicy matchups i mean there's always some good ones right psg real madrid that's gonna be a hell cannot wait series. for that and the funny i gotta say funniest story so you know obviously it's the summer still and my kids are on vacation so the day that the draw happened i watched the draw in the morning and then later on in the day, uh, there was a replay of it, a re-air of it, and I had my kids watch that. And uh, so my, you know, my oldest son's a PSG fan, so as he was watching the draw, he kind of like, you know, he starts to realize that you know Real Madrid's a possibility, and he wanted no part of that, <laughs> mind you. I already knew what the draw was, so I was eating it up. I was eat- I was just loving the anticipation, and then it finally happened, and he's all freaking out, and he's all like, he's really not happy about the fact that it's the that's the draw. But then I tell him, well, you know, it's the top two teams in a group that go to the he next round. be
0: fine in that Yeah. Game.
1: So then he was like, oh, okay, and then he was like, he was like the whole completely, you know, night and day for him. Uh, but yeah, no, there's some good matchups. There's obviously the group of death. Uh, I think I think the consensus on the group of death is the group of death has to be Group D. I mean, you're talking about Juventus, Manchester City, Sevilla, and then Borussia Mönchengladbach, Fabian Johnson's team. Uh, obviously, Juventus isn't off to a great start. Uh, two losses in a row now to kick off the Serie A season, so not, not great for them. Uh, but then Sevilla, Sevilla is, a, Sevilla is a very good team. Man City obviously is a good team. Mönchengladbach I wouldn't say is a pushover. So I think that, group of death, I, think that's not, I don't think it, it's even close. No, none of these other teams are, uh, none of these other groups are even close for me.
0: Ivis, college soccer has kicked off for some teams. Most teams getting under action, getting under action away it makes no sense but under action under actually action it makes no sense at all but ivis college soccer is officially here 2015 season kicking off give us the rundown ivis who are the teams that we need to be paying attention to this season certain players in the draft i mean if you're a, let's face it i'm also a link fan you could be already wondering who you're gonna <laughs> be picking first in the draft next year so ivis give us the skinny on the 2015 college season
1: uh, I don't know how I can summarize it in just a few words, but I would say, before I say anything, you should check out uh, SBI's uh, college preview, Spectacular. We uh, we had a bunch of stories. Uh, we, we we actually had a chance to, we have features on the three top players in the country, uh, Jordan Morris, Abu Dunladi, and Joshua Yarrow, uh, the clear-cut three best in the country. We had profiles on them. Uh, the top teams in the country, are uh, number one, the SBI number one, uh, going into the season is the, the Georgetown Hoyas. Uh, they're not, I think we might be the only place that actually had them as the number one team. Uh, I think they're stacked. I mean, you have Joshua Yarrow in the back, you have Brandon Allen leading the attack. You have an absolutely loaded midfield. Uh, so I, I think they're a team that for me, I think they're going to win it. Um, there, are obviously some other contenders. You have Vir- university of Virginia, the reigning champions, They got a strong freshman class coming in. Derek Etienne, remember the name, uh, Red Bulls Academy player, uh, could be the best freshman in the country. Uh, He's going to be one to watch. Todd Wharton, another midfielder for them. Jake Rosansky, their midfield could be the best. That trio could be the best midfield in the country. Uh, You have UCLA, who I feel like I pick UCLA number one every year. And every year, they don't come through. This year, I did not pick them number one. And now they'll probably win the NCAA title. Uh, I think they're another team. Abu Ladi, exciting forward. Everyone's heard of Jordan Morris, but I can tell you, folks, if you're not a big college soccer fan, Abu Dunladi, some people actually think could be even better than Jordan Morris. I mean, we're talking that level of talent. Uh, so, yeah, they have him up top. You have Michael Amick in the back. Uh, UCLA, very stacked team. My, uh, Brian Alofsky, there's a name that I think – you know american soccer fans might remember at one point or another coming out of high school he was supposed to kind of be the next big thing so they're going to be a good team to watch uh stanford obviously with jordan morris so i think you, if you're asking me a final projecting a final four uh i think i don't think you can go wrong with uh with that same that four teams that i mentioned uh, georgetown virginia uh ucla and stanford that could absolutely be your final four
0: Okay, I got to say, Ivis, you're talking up UCLA's roster and you leave out my man, Jose Hernandez, freshman, starting, opening game for UCLA, 69 minutes. Let me do it. How could you leave him out?
1: Oh, wait a minute. Is he one of those uh, RSL Academy kids? You know,
0: man, it's college soccer. All I'm going <laughs> to do is hype him up. Hype hype him up, Andrew Brody, Corey Baird. I'm just going to hype up Barrett. all those guys.
1: There's some pretty good guys. Well, I tell you what, for those who missed it, uh one one part of our uh the whole SBI college preview I did I did drop my top 30 MLS draft prospects and you're going to want to check that list out it has uh it has the top seniors uh, in this in this year's class and it also has the top underclassmen as well mm-hmm. and uh if you're if you're if you're one of those I feel like there's nobody that's out of the playoff race yet but if you're if you're a fan who doesn't see your team really making the playoffs <laughs> and you want to start thinking about potential MLS draft picks you're gonna to want to read that. You're gonna that's gonna be some recommended reading for you. And uh if you want to track college soccer in general, you know, I feel like we do a pretty good job at SBI. I think there's some other sites that obviously are, are a lot more focused on a college game. I think Top Draw Soccer does an excellent job. Uh SBI alumnus, uh Travis Clark is a is a big guy there for them. Uh, I think they do a pretty comprehensive job. But you know, we do our share and you and you can definitely follow our work and Aaron Cranford, uh SBI editor. He, he does a really excellent job uh, keeping track of everything that goes on. So you're going to want to read our coverage throughout the year. And I am definitely going to keep people updated with the SBI draft big board, which will be on its way. Uh, I still feel I, I always have to do the humble brag and point out and it's not a humble brag. It's just straight up bragging. We I, I feel like our MLS draft big boards are the best in the business. So that'll be coming soon to a uh, to a website near you.
0: All right, I was with that. Uh, I should say yes. Go to sbisoccer.com to read Ivis is the uh, to read the depth chart for the third top thirty players, also the homegrown players that that you listed as well. Ivis, with that, it ends today's SBI show. Before I let you go, anything else we need to talk about?
1: Uh, nothing much, man. It's going to be a interesting week. It's obviously an international fixture week. Uh, uh FIFA calendar. You have the US playing Peru. They're going to be in DC all week. As am I? I'm going to be down in DC for a few days. Uh, and it's going to be a light schedule in MLS, so it's going to there's going to be a lot of international soccer to talk about. You have US, the U S under 23s are going to be taking on England, uh, an England under 23 team that's going to have a decent number of English Premier League players, so a good test for them. Uh, had, I had I was actually chatting with Matt Biaska tonight. He's on his way. He'll be heading there on Monday night, heading over to England to play against England uh, against England. So that's going to be a good one for him. So uh, it's an exciting time, man. It's an exciting time because hey. The October is going to be something else. You're going to have Olympic qualifying, which is going to be huge, and then you're going to have the all-important Confederation Cup playoff game, and it'll be here before you know it, my friends. It's all—it's—we're all, almost in September. I don't, I don't know what happened in the summer. The summer just disappeared. Came I don't like, know either. I'm okay with it though. It was good. It was a good summer. I'm, I will say that. I it's, think it was. It's a good still
0: summer. like 110 degrees, so I cannot wait for summer to be over.
1: What is it that hot? It's been hot, man. It wasn't that hot here. It was a little humid, but it was good. I mean, I'm eight. I was barb. It was I, I. I was doing the barbecue at one p.m. I actually did the barbecue. We had nice family lunch with with the in laws, and then I went to the game, the Red Bulls game. So it was a good sign. It was a good weekend. Actually, good weekend cool. overall. I
0: went cliff jumping today. That was my Sunday. Cliff
1: jumping. Yeah, dude. Nice.
0: We found this. My brother found this awesome like watering hole in the middle of the desert for this creek that flows in through Phoenix. It's awesome, man. It's Very nice. so cool. Very nice.
1: Well, yeah, so now I have to – it's 4.20 a.m. Yeah. And uh, so it's I – good time. All right. Hey, so uh, – So, yeah, so it's either – so do I go to bed now so I can wake up somewhat reasonable yes. time in the morning? Or do I stay up and watch uh, Fear the Walking Dead? Dude,
0: I didn't watch it yet. Don't say – oh, you didn't watch it either. I didn't somewhere. watch it either. Wait, did you watch the first episode? The first episode was very good. Dude, that it was, was good. Uh, I don't get why people – hate. The, dude, that kid, that kid's a damn good actor. Which kid? The kid. The, the drug addict kid. I can't remember. Oh. Nick, right?
1: I don't know what he's been in other than that.
0: That's he's a good actor though.
1: No, yeah. the guy who's the stepfather. Now he is a good actor. Really? He is what that guy's good. Man. Are you kidding?
0: It's look, I don't you know, regardless, the show's gonna be good. I can't wait.
1: You know what movie he was in? Hmm. Training you remember Training Day?
0: Oh, oh yes, he was.
1: Yes. At the when they were playing the poker game dude, with the gang He was
0: let me tell you, Training Day, that movie is sick. That is such a good movie.
1: Okay. I'm gonna end on this note. So it's last night. I'm back from the NYCFC game, working on stories. And what movie comes on the TV? Pulp Fiction. Ooh. That movie never gets old. No. And, if, and I, if you're listening to this show and you have not seen Pulp Fiction, make a point to see Pulp Fiction. I implore you. It's just such a good movie, man. It's a great such movie. Such a good. So many great lines. Oh man, I remember when I first saw that man. I, I I had to memorize all so many lines, and I still remember them. Like now, when I, I was watching it the other night, I literally knew like all the dialogue. It's crazy. It's such a good... yes, <laughs> Marcellus all right. Wallace. All right,
0: I was... I'll let you go with that, man. You Does have a good Marcellus
1: week. Marcellus Wallace Look, like a yeah. Okay, <laughs>
0: you have a good week. <laughs> I, uh, I'll talk to you later. We'll have a yes. show later this week previewing the U.S. men's match team against Peru game. So I'll catch you later, man. Yes, sir. As always, everyone, thank you for listening to the show. The views, the comments. That is Ivis said I am Garrett Cleverly. This is Yeah.